Welcome to the Radio Amateur Society of Australia podcast. The Radio Amateur Society of Australia represents and promotes the hobby of amateur radio in Australia. Our objectives are to provide evidence-based research and strategic direction for issues related to amateur radio, promote amateur radio and its role in emerging technologies, educate and encourage the next generation of operators, and lobby the regulator to protect and enhance the privilege of amateur radio. And now, here's the news. Welcome to our first podcast for 2021. On behalf of all of us here at RASA, we wish our members and listeners a very happy new year. We hope that it's safe, healthy and prosperous. We're moving to a monthly format for the podcast, so you won't hear from us quite as often, but there'll be a lot more content. Well, 2021 is beginning with some confusion and misinformation regarding something that matters to all of us, our call signs. Last year, the ACMA changed the call sign template to permit foundation licensees access to three-letter suffixes. This was a requirement to enable full access to digital modes. A number of other changes went through at the same time. The connection between license class and suffix was also abandoned with the exception of the two-letter suffix, which remains the sole domain of advanced license holders. The ACMA also removed the 107-year-old linkage between numeric prefix and station location, where 2 equals New South Wales, 3 equals Victoria, 4 for Queensland, and so on. Previously, if an amateur operator moved interstate, he or she would be required to change his or her call sign to match the new location. This requirement has been removed. You can take your call sign with you and operate from your new QTH without signing portable. This was done without any sector consultation by the ACMA. The change was, effectively, a fait accompli. Glenn VK4DU the president of RASA, recorded this piece for the news last week. Hello everyone, I'm Glenn, the K4DU, the president of RASA. We have been forwarded an email from the WIA president, Greg Kelly, in which he claims that ACMA actually removed the requirement to obtain a new call sign when moving interstate 27 years ago. Apparently this happened when the C call sign block was deregulated in 1994, and it's all too hard to change. Well, Greg is incorrect, and I speak from personal experience. I moved from VK1 to VK4 in 2000, and when I queried the local ACMA office, they made it very clear that I needed a new call sign, which I of course obtained. Two amateur friends of mine moved from VK1 to VK2, one in 2010 and the other in 2017. They continued to use their VK1 call signs in VK2, After complaints from local amateurs, ACMA made both change their call sign to VK2. So it's obvious that the change to ACMA policy re-amateurs moving interstate is a recent development. However, the ACMA changes are not a fait accompli. Government decisions can be challenged, but the onus is on you, amateurs of Australia. 
You may feel very strongly about retaining the number state territory connection, or you may fancy a VK9 call sign to use in Sydney. It's up to you. Write to ACMA and tell them what you think. Oh, and by the way, I did a bit of further research and it appears that the number state territory system was first used just prior to World War I in 1914. So it's actually 107 years old. Cheers for now. Thanks, Glenn. Well, that's an important message. If the call sign State Territory Numeric Identifier matters to you, write to the ACMA and let them know your views. Their email address is info at acma.gov.au. The Amateur Radio Tech Support Service, ARTS, is an online knowledge base with a ticketing support portal. It's aimed at newcomers and provides a selection of knowledge base articles to help newcomers as they get started in the hobby, or perhaps look to try out a new mode or technology or antenna. The Radio Amateur Society of Australia introduced ART last September. It's designed to provide a more structured online resource and support resource for newcomers to our hobby. Whilst social media is a great resource for sharing opinions, thoughts, experiences, pictures and videos, it isn't really very well suited to providing support in a safe, non-judgmental and friendly environment. We often see newcomers asking questions in the various online forums, such as, I want to work some DX on 40 metres. What type of antenna is best suited to my house block? I have terrible noise on 80 metres. I can't hear any signals. Where do I start? How far can I work on 2 metres? I'm setting up my first amateur station at home and need some help. What's the best type of feed line I should buy? Clubs also play a critical role in supporting newcomers. But for all sorts of reasons, a club may not be accessible or have the resources available. As a community, we need to better support newcomers and provide them with an environment and culture where they can ask questions, seek advice and know that friendly, reliable support is only an email away. The basic tenets of our hobby prevail. We encourage experimentation, learning and self-improvement. The content of this resource is provided in good faith. The articles are targeted at newcomers to our hobby or those who do not have a deep, long-term exposure to the principles and practices associated with establishing and operating an amateur radio station. Sometimes articles may gloss over technical detail for the purpose of brevity and practical application. The scope of the pilot will be limited to entry-level support for the following topics. Basic station setup and housekeeping, antennas for at-home and portable use, feed lines, QRM and radio frequency interference, on-air and DX operating procedures and regulations. We ask that anyone using amateur radio tech support be willing to undertake their own research and to determine the suitability of the information provided. Amateur radio is a broad and varied hobby. We may not be able to answer every single question, 
but we'll certainly do our best. We can't afford detailed support for computer configuration problems or digital modes. Like QRM Guru, we'll progressively add to the content of amateur radio tech support. Common questions will result in a knowledge base article and practical lessons will also be addressed with dedicated documents. QRM Guru will also be linked, allowing us to consolidate support, better manage, follow up, and collect statistics. So, if you're a newcomer with any kind of license, have a look at this new resource. Just head to our homepage www.vkradioamateurs.org and follow the link to Amateur Radio Tech Support. If you need further support or simply want to ask a question, then raise a ticket or drop us an email. VK Regulations Late in 2020, RASA and the Radio and Electronics School launched a new online resource, vkregs.info. This resource provides an easy-to-understand interpretation of the amateur LCD, that is, the regulations that govern amateur radio in plain language. So whether you're running a course, studying for the exam, or just wanting a refresher, head over to vkregs.info and check it out. And we welcome your feedback at info at vkradioamateurs.org. And now some news about the Reverse Beacon Network. Last year, the Australian and New Zealand chapter of the International Morse Preservation Society, Fists Down Under, launched a grants program encouraging clubs to implement more reverse beacon network receivers here in Australia. The Northern Corridor Amateur Radio Group launched VK6ANC around July 2020, and in November, RASA launched VK3RASA. You can read more about the RASA RBN in the latest edition of QTC, our e-magazine, by visiting our website and following the links. You can also visit reversebeacon.net for more info. The Fists Down Under website provides a lot of information as well as instructions on how to apply for a $500 financial grant. Would your club consider implementing and supporting an RBN receiver? If so, head to fdu.org.au and follow the Reverse Beacon Network link. Again, that URL is fdu.org.au. It's great to see such a small club contributing financially to the broader interests of the hobby both here in VK as well as globally. Balloons and Amateur Radio RASA members Ian, VK3BUF, and Robbie, VK3XIN, have been following balloon launches. In particular, VK3ZWI launched at 9am on the 20th of January from Mount Waverley, Victoria. The module released was transmitting 20 milliwatts of data at 1200 board on 14.070 MHz. The transmitter and solar panels weigh a total of 12 grams. It can be tracked in real time under the call sign 
VK3ZWI on Whisper and APRS. Head to APRS.FI, that's APRS.FI, and search on VK3ZWI-3. You can view images of the technology and tracking info by checking our most recent QTC Lite bulletin. And to receive your free copy of QTC Lite, just drop us an email to info at vkradioamateurs.org. And now some news from the IARU. International Amateur Radio Union preparing for WARC 23. Preparations continue on the part of the International Amateur Radio Union, the IARU, to represent the interests of the amateur and amateur satellite services at the World Radio Communication Conference 2023, or WARC 23. The International Telecommunications Union, ITU, sponsors WARCs typically every four years to consider revisions to the international radio regulations that define frequency allocations for various radio services. As an incumbent radio service with allocations at intervals throughout the radio spectrum, the amateur service faces challenges at every WRC, IARU Secretary David Sumner, K1ZZ said. Successfully defending our existing access to the spectrum is a significant accomplishment at any WARC, but sometimes it's possible also to improve on our existing allocations. WARC 19 resulted in major improvements in 50 MHz allocations in Region 1. Without any doubt, this could not have happened without the concerted efforts of dozens of IARU volunteers over the course of several years. The next WARC is expected to be held in 2023. Under the direction of IARU Vice President Ole Garpstad, LA2RR, 20 IARU volunteers have been participating in virtual meetings of ITU working parties and preparatory committees of regional telecommunication organisations. As they address WARC 23 agenda items, of particular concern to amateur radio. Potentially affected bands are 50 to 54 MHz, a new service has been proposed in an adjacent band, 1240 to 1300 MHz, 3300 to 3400 MHz, 10 to 10.5 GHz, and 241 to 250 GHz. In addition, Studies are being conducted to identify protection requirements for space weather sensors that operate in frequency bands from 13 kHz to at least 15 GHz. The participation of IARU member societies in preparations at the national level is an important contribution to amateur radio's eventual success at a work. The IARU Administrative Council has chosen amateur radio Home But Never Alone, as the theme for World Amateur Radio Day on Sunday, April 18, 2021. With the pandemic driving adoption of extreme physical isolation to reduce the spread of the virus, the worldwide amateur radio community has responded positively to overcome the resulting social isolation. Local wellness nets have provided friendly voices and regular status checks to those, especially the elderly, who are confined to their homes. 
Stay Safe special event stations in dozens of countries served as a reminder of the importance to limit the spread of the virus. On-air activity was at an unprecedented level throughout the remainder of 2020 with record-breaking numbers of entries in major contests. While the development of effective vaccines offers hope for a return to some semblance of normality later in 2021, the pandemic will still be with us when we mark World Amateur Radio Day 2021, Sumner said. This theme offers the opportunity for our member societies to tailor meaningful messages to the general public about the values of the global amateur radio community. It's important to note that the IARU was unable to influence the Australian regulator to permit access to the 60 metre band, even though the band was approved at a World Radio Conference. This is a practical example of local regulations being very much driven by national interests. Sometimes international reputation and representation has no influence over local policy settings. The VK Clubs List. RASA maintains an up-to-date list of VK radio clubs and their contact details. This list was last updated in November 2020. So head over to our website and type clubs into the search bar at the bottom of the homepage. Are your club details correct and up-to-date? Check it out at vkradioamateurs.com. Org. QRM Guru Do you have horrible QRM or RFI? If so, have you visited QRM.Guru? QRM Guru is an online resource by hams for hams. There are a multitude of articles, videos and case studies to help you identify the noise source and suppress or eliminate these annoying nasties. We also offer an email support service if you have questions or are struggling to find a solution. Head over to qrm.guru, that's qrm.guru, and send your feedback or questions to feedback at qrm.guru, that's feedback at qrm.guru. How about some cooperation? We've been contacted by many amateurs calling for cooperation between RASA and the WIA over the callsign numeric issue. We also noticed that the topic of RASA WIA cooperation is front and centre on social media. Well, we couldn't agree more. We've reached out to the WIA on the callsign issue twice now with no response. As we've said many times, callsign numerals are an issue that impacts every single amateur. Of all the issues confronting VK Amateur Radio in 2021, this one should be above politics. But it seems that the WIA board has to take a contrary position to RASA on every issue, to the detriment of all amateurs in this case, including their own members. We suggest that the board listen to their members who at the last AGM called for cooperation with RASA. We've reached out to the WIA on a number of issues, 
but they simply refuse to acknowledge our efforts. RAS is ready to cooperate with the WIA for the good of the hobby. The WIA needs to reciprocate. Let's put the politics aside. Otherwise, we all suffer. RASA Membership Renewal We believe we should be measured by our achievements, and we can only succeed with your support. So thanks to all our members and supporters for helping us make this happen. In two years, we've successfully negotiated with the ACMA for two-by-one contest call signs, provided evidence-based professional proposals to the ACMA for 60 metres and 1 kilowatt, developed QRM Guru, reducing, eliminating QRM on-the-ground help parameters, donated 10 QRM Club Kill Kits to clubs with a value of over $1,500, produced the following free resources, Welcome to Amateur Radio Guidebook for Newcomers, QTC e-magazine, vkregs.info website and the Amateur Radio Tech Support website. We've supported events such as Antenna Palooza, the International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend and the Oceania DX Contest. And we've visited 15 clubs across five states. And thanks to everyone who sent us emails and feedback. Please support us by joining or renewing your membership today. It's only $10 and it's easy. Just head to the website and join or renew using the link on the menu. What's your representative body doing for the hobby? We know you have a choice between RASA and the WIA, and we value our members and their support. One of our key objectives is to demonstrate to VK amateurs that you don't need hundreds of thousands of dollars to provide effective representation and support for the amateur radio community. We operate our base services on just $4,000 a year. To those who have already renewed or donated, thank you. Visit us at vkradioamateurs.org And emails. We've had some members report that they don't receive any bulletins from us. Please double-check your junk or spam folder. Also, look out for your renewal notices. If you're not sure, just drop us an email. And we will be back next month with another podcast. That's it for this podcast. Thanks for listening. This is Frank, VK2BFC, 73.